I used to hate talking about father issues. It made me feel weak, honestly. I felt like a sickly kid complaining about life, and I loathe self-pity in almost any form. That's why I hated writing this book. I went up to my friend's cabin on Orcas Island and holed up. Me and my father issues. Lots of crying, lots of deleting everything I'd written the night before, and the whole time I was feeling like half a man. It took about a year to write this little book and another couple of months in that cabin to edit it and get it right. It's the hardest book I've ever written, I think. Not because it was a literary challenge, but because it was an emotional challenge. I kept having to go places I didn't want to go, to think about things I didn't want to think about. I'd wake up and get emotionally emasculated every day, complaining about how Dad wasn't around when I was a kid. Part of me wanted to admit it hurt, and the other part of me was too numb to care. He left. So what? I didn't need him. I made it without him. I'm 38 years old, and I still need a father. Right now, I'm sitting in the back of a tour bus on a 65-city book tour where lots of people come out to hear whatever my new book is about. But in so many ways, I'm still that kid. Not sure exactly how to be emotionally intimate with a girl without feeling weak. Not sure my work is good enough. Not sure if the people who are clapping would really like me if they got to know me. I attribute a lot of those insecurities to father issues. And any confidence I have, I attribute to having worked through father issues. Everybody is insecure, and not everybody who grew up without a father lacks confidence and emotional health. But the connection between the two is undeniable. I released this book with a small publisher a few years ago. And even though it hardly got placement in bookstores... It sold a lot of copies. Everywhere I went, people would come up and say this book affected them more than any other. I wanted to take them aside, as though they'd read some truly secret journal I'd written. I wanted to pull them in the alley behind the venue and say, Look, man, if you tell anybody else I struggle... Not sure what I'd do. I'm not much of a fighter. But I was ashamed of the crap I had to work through in order to feel like a man. Things are changing, though, and men are beginning to talk about their issues. We are moving the conversation out of the alleys and into public forums. Improvement has been made in the talkability of father issues. Tim Russert wrote about it from a positive perspective, writing that wonderful book about his father. And President Barack Obama talked about it from a position of strength, openly discussing his hardship as a young, fatherless man and the mentors and figures that helped him overcome. Even though this book is about fatherlessness, it's certainly not only for men. Women suffer from father issues, too, obviously. They may suffer more. I believe something magical happens when a father tells his daughter she is beautiful, that she is a woman, and that she has a reason to be respected and loved by a good man. If she doesn't get this message from her dad, she'll look for it from men who have less pure motives. Women tend to become victims when they grow up without good fathers. Men tend to become oppressors. I heard recently that 94% of people in prison are men, and 85% of those men grew up in fatherless homes. If we have a crisis in this country, it's more than a fatherless crisis, though. It's a crisis of manhood, of masculinity. It's affecting our families, our schools, it's filling our prisons, and it's killing the hearts of our women.